This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is actor, radio presenter and my friend Sarah Champion. Oh, I like that friend made into yeah. the list. I know, of all the I didn't things. tell you that I'm before. Yeah. so pleased with that. Yeah, so last minute I scribbled it out and I thought, right, this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> yes, uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I genuinely have been so looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because it saves me having therapy for the week. And that's <laughs> oh expensive stuff. Is it? Well. Um, I mean, just to like be able to rant to someone who is, you know, for the best part, non-judgmental. Mm. I mean, I have listened to some of the podcasts where you clearly don't agree with people and you're like, really? Oh, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've said it on here before, I think, and it's like, um, if I agree with everyone, then I'm a part of it. But, right. Like, I'd rather just be the facilitator. Of hate. Just, of hate. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let it happen. That makes but, uh, sense. <laughs> what have I done? Every episode I think to myself, are my parents proud of me? <laughs> what have I done here? Um, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, some interesting choices that I've seen. Uh, let's dive in. As always, uh, who's going to be your first choice? Well, <clears throat> so here's the thing. Mm. Obviously, you've got your classic dicks. You've got your Piers Morgans, your Katie Hopkins. And don't get me wrong, being stuck on a desert island with those two would have me in a watery grave in no time. Yeah. Um, but having listened to a good few of these, because I'm a fan of the podcast. Oh, thank you. I like it when people go a little bit left field. Mm. And with that in mind, my first dick is Michael Flatley Michael. of Riverdance fame. The Lord of the Dance. The Lord, no, let's get this straight, the self-proclaimed um, Lord okay. of the Dance. Okay, all right. Um, I say that having read snippets of his autobiography, which genuinely is the most extraordinary thing I have ever read. No way. I've just been waiting for the right platform to share it on, James, yeah. and yeah. I've found it I'm today. happy to give it to you. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, all right, um, so, who, uh, so please give me a yeah, first question. Yeah, so um, I was never a fan Let's mm. let's just make that clear. There's something about that kind of oiled up torso mm. uh, that made me shudder, not in a good way. Um, I can remember somebody telling me that he insisted on having his name ten times bigger on the poster than anybody else in Riverdance, and that I can completely believe, having read snippets of this extraordinary book, which is so good. Oh my I'm god! So happy oh my to god. share please, it with you. Please, please, please. What have we got? What have Settle we got? in. Mm. Um, so the book is called Lord of the Dance, mm. and um, kudos to AA Drill on. 
Twitter for what is an epic thread on this. It's well worth a read. I think um, his girlfriend picked it up from Poundland for him. But uh, essentially, <laughs> all the things I had feared were true about Michael Flatley okay. are true about Michael Flatley. Yeah, um, right. So a running theme is that everyone he's ever met thinks he is incredible, thinks he is a god. And this is everyone from his ex-wives to Nelson Mandela. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> to Mandela. God, God himself. <laughs> um, every chapter starts with a quote from someone uh, saying, basically, what a stud Michael Flatley oh is. And God. really unlikely people. For instance, um, Mike Tyson on March 3rd, 2004, says, that fucking Flatley, that fucking Flatley, what a stud. Me? I think he's the best dancer in the world and one of the world's greatest athletes. And I'm not just talking about sex. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm not just talking about sex. That is so mental. Um, and so Michael Flatley has put this in his book yeah. to start each chapter. Um, what a one of the biggest takes from the book is how Michael Flatley is and always has been massively horny. There are at least two chapters dedicated to friends and family uh, talking basically about how much fla- uh, he, he loves shagging, uh, for want oh of a better expression. So oh um, his ex-wives contribute on this by saying stuff like, this is another quote, uh, when we weren't making love two or three times a day, we were thinking about it. <laughs> It's just like oh exhausting, God. isn't it? What That's do you want for dinner? Mental. Oh, really? Again? <laughs> what do you want for dinner? Who has that much energy? <laughs> the right. Lord of the Dance. The Lord of the Evidently. Dance. I mean, yeah. Um, there is a picture section in the book where there's loads of photos of him, kind of bare torso, leather trousers, really oiled up, uh, shaking hands with sort of Cliff Richard. <laughs> there's a bit in the book oh um, where he's in court and fires all of his lawyers mm. and represents himself. Now, do you know who else did that? Ted Bundy. Oh my um, God. There's a bit about how people think he think he's got a massive ego, but mm. actually um, he really hasn't. And then in the chapter that's immediately after that, I think it's just graphic descriptions of how beautiful he is, uh, how ripped he is, <laughs> like a stallion, uh, how his dancing is so beautiful, it makes people cry. Oh my God. I mean, I think we can all safely say the guy is a bit of a bellend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is insane. <laughs> like, I just didn't know it was that bad. Like, it instantly makes me want to go out and buy that book. <laughs> buy book. I need to read it. Like, I might even try and get it on the Kindle for the way home. <laughs> just the quote at, at the beginning of every yeah, chapter about honestly. how good it is. That is mad. Mandela, God himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's just such a bizarre thing as well, because, like... He does Irish dancing, mm. right? I mean... Yeah, he's not curing cancer. You'd think, that, you'd think that from the book. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, honestly. it's. I mean, if you can get it from the pound shop, then definitely do. Oh, my God, from the pound shop. Okay. Um, can we move on to our, to our second Yeah, book, absolutely. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Right, <laughs> flatly. Because um, I feel okay. like, I mean, I feel like we've given him enough oh, yeah. Th- oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Let's move on. Uh, who's going to be the second Well, choice? I'm just ready for this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, go on. Yeah. Gemma Collins. Gemma Collins, the yeah. GC. The GC. Are you a fan? No. Okay. I've got, I've got, I've pledged no allegiance to the GC. <laughs> I just know she's called it. Please, I can't wait to hear this. Well, as an Essex native, mm. I kind of had a problem when I heard that the only ways Essex is being made because right, I thought, yeah. brilliant. Um, I've grown up under the shadow of, you know, the Spitting Image song that sort of said, 
why doesn't Essex fall off the map and mm. all Essex people are stupid and all that kind of stuff. Um, also, you know, Essex girl jokes. Yes, yeah. So, it, you know, we were a figure of fun and actually Essex is no worse than a lot of other places. <laughs> Certainly the home yeah. counties. It's got beautiful parts. It's responsible for Depeche Mode. It's responsible for Dame Helen Mirren, for mm. goodness sake. But all of that fades away when you've got this rude, awful woman on television going... Do you know what, babes? I'm the GC. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I don't know what you... What do you mean? Oh, no. I, what, who... Like, I think... So I Googled, actually. I think she started off as a, like, used car saleswoman and then yes. just yeah. kind of got propelled to fame through reality TV. Now, mm. at this point... I could have a real rant about reality TV stars just in general. Or mm. certainly the sort of, you know, the ones who kind of have that expectation that they should be treated in a certain way because they've been on the telly. Yes, Now, of course, um, yeah. you and I have worked together, you know, in the past with some incredible musicians and, you know, people who have got fame because there's a talent attached to it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. These people who have been uh, sort of suddenly thrust into the spotlight... Mm in my experience, are the worst kind yes. of people that I've met. You know, we had that lovely day out in Manchester where we mm. met Guy Garvey of Elbow Fame. Mm. How lovely is he? Yes, the lovely guy. He yeah. sent us home with a bottle of wine, uh, free tickets to Elbow. Nice like, guy. Just so yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get, you know, I did, used to do a show for VH1 and there was, um, I won't name her. <laughs> oh, wow. There was an ex, um, I want to say, ex X Factor contestant. Mm who, watching the show, seemed lovely, seemed like really down to earth and she was always laughing, really bubbly and mm. gorgeous. And mm. then she came on the TV show, which mm. was live, and was the worst person I've ever met. Oh, God, Genuinely okay. awful, rude. No. Like, to the extent that... Um, I think when the camera started to roll, I think I just looked shocked yeah. because she had blanked me and my co-host. Oh, wouldn't come no. out of her dressing room without her agent. Really? And I just wanted to go, what? But how, rude. How, do you, how do you get like that? Yeah, how do you get like that? But also, overnight. you haven't done a lot no. to get to that point. No. And maybe there's something in that. But I kind of have a theory on fame that it's a bit like being drunk. And if you're an arsehole to start off with, you're a bigger arsehole once you've had a drink. <laughs> oh once you've God. had fame, it's it's the, the same uh, applies. What a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it really works. It's just like, I feel like uh, it's bizarre now because you have programmes like Celebs Go Dating mm. where the celebs, in inverted commas, uh, on there are just from reality TV. Right, so that's the thing. I like. I have to kind of admit that I've never really watched The Only Way is mm. Essex, but mm. I saw Gemma Collins on Celebs Go Dating and she was so awful and mm. so rude to these genuinely lovely men who were just trying to have you a, know, date, have a yeah. date or, yeah. you know, I'm sure they had their own sort of uh, Agenda. agendas. <laughs> but, uh, you know, regardless, there's just no need to be that rude to anybody. I don't care who you are. Mm. And she was on that show kind of saying that she deserved to be treated like a princess and, all, and I just thought, why though? Yeah. You, like, yeah. You yeah. I mean, you're not a nice, you're not certainly not coming across as a no. nice person. You're being really rude to just everybody around from the waiter to mm. the guy she was dating. It's just, you know, I have a feeling that she wouldn't pull her weight on the island. No, well, she actually... Um, <laughs> I remember, vaguely remember, she was on I'm a Celebrity, right? Very briefly, she was, oh, I think. Yeah, she was on it. But, like, uh, because the cameras are rolling 24 hours a day, and obviously they edit it differently to other reality TV shows that she's been on, yeah. you saw a side to her that was mm. quite... And as well, on um, 
celebrity in inverted commas Big Brother. Right, which was on that story. as well, and the cameras okay. are rolling the whole time, so you see all the sides, which is quite a scary place. Well, here's the thing. So there's there's a video that sort of I think went viral reasonably recently, and um, apologies if you are eating while listening to this. Wow, I will okay. just give you a warning right now. This is pretty grim. Um, <clears throat> So she's got a yeast infection. And I realise that's just unfortunate and, mm, you know, the poor yeah, thing. Yeah. But um, she's there, uh, hands down her pants, on camera, having a good old sort of scratch, obviously. Oh, wow. uh, and then she gets her hand out and asks her assistant to sniff her hand. No, and no. goes, no. stinks, didn't it? No! I mean... Here's the thing, James. That's the stuff she's doing on camera. Oh, imagine what she's like oh, yeah. <laughs> when we're on that desert island. Oh my island. god! Does it even bear thinking about? It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are you building it? It's awful. Um, okay, <laughs> that is that is bad. That is really rough. Um, okay, so Gemma Collins is in. It's going to be your second choice. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, who's going to be your third choice? My old boss. Your old boss. Yeah. Mm, but I'm kind of just putting this under the bracket of anyone who is just a relentless bully. Oh, my God. You know, I think we've all had a boss at some point that has not made our lives particularly pleasant. Sure. <laughs> um, and he was just dreadful. I mean, when I look back, I mean, it was when I was sort of, I was very eager to please, very, you know, just starting out in radio. And yeah. I kind of got what I thought was a bit of a big break. Mm. And uh, he and... Um, there were kind of two bosses at this particular radio station and they used to do a kind of good cop, bad cop routine. But without going into sort of, you know, really graphic detail, they were just horrendous. They were real bullies. I would mm. come home and cry and I'm not a crier. Oh, Unless I'm watching, yeah. you know, a film like Marley and Me, I very rarely cry. Mm. Um, but they were just so awful. And um, I'd kind of been employed initially as a newsreader and then during the week they wanted me to um, do kind of PA duties, which I didn't really have much experience in, but I was... You know, eager to get on, so and please, like, okay, and so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but evidently, I wasn't a very good PA, <laughs> and I can remember the kind of good cop bo- boss sitting me down with a list of, I think it was about two hundred things. It was certainly two A four pages of uh, things that the other boss, bad boss, um, bad cop, um, said I was doing wrong. And it was honestly things like, so number 94 would be like, what? she doesn't put my coffee on my coaster, she puts what? it on the desk. This can't be real. And so good cop would lean under the desk and touch my knee and go, do you want to go out for dinner and talk about it? You oh, know, it was Sarah, just... I'm so sorry that <laughs> happened to you. It was, um, it was so often, I don't, like looking back, I don't know why I didn't kind of... Flag it up, or yeah, or just sort of, yeah. I mean, it was kind of different times, unfortunately, and all that kind of stuff went on. And so you just, you know, I thought, oh no, this is quite a big break for me. There's quite a few, you know, um, important people in the industry that know of this Mm. radio station or kind of have a connection with it. Anyway, they um, used the day that I took off my nan's funeral to fire me uh, because they'd found uh, an email that I'd written to a friend of mine that worked for the company. Um, who was really aware that I was having a really rough time. And so I kind of emailed back a, a few things and um, they said that I was spreading negativity about the company. So, um, Sarah, <laughs> I am no, wait, so... Wait, 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 oh, it gets oh, better. Okay, so um, obviously, uh, so I got fired and that's pretty devastating when you're like 22 yeah. or whatever and just yeah. like starting out. And I, I have this really vivid memory of being sat in my garden at home, in my parents' garden, and um, the phone going and it was bad boss. 
And he said to me, um, immortal words, just to let you know, you will never get very far in radio because you've got such a bad attitude. Oh, my God, that's so good, the comeuppance. <laughs> She's on the radio, dickhead. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, I feel so like what redemption at the end. <laughs> Through that, I just so, was like, I wanted to apologise for all mankind. Oh, men, I just was no. going to say we're awful. I can't believe that happened to you. In the end, look at look at you. Well, so not that. I mean, maybe a couple of years after, and I was doing my own um, my own drive time show at a station that uh, you know. So I was do, I started started to do quite well. Mm. Um, he sent me an email saying. Um, Oh, you know, I know we didn't always have the best professional relationship, but uh, confession time, he wrote, I always had a soft spot for you. I thought, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do you, like, oh, yeah. mate. How can you, oh, Sarah. Um, <laughs> but uh, do you know what? So I've sort of, <clears throat> I didn't want to go too deep with that because mm. it's actually quite traumatic. Yeah, yeah, but, for um, sure. But I think that most people mm. at some point have come across, uh, you know, a bad boss or, or, yeah. or a bully yeah. in some way, shape or form. And generally those people aren't happy. I mean, I have it a lot now, not so much with bosses. I mean, you know, thank goodness I've got nice bosses now. But, you know, with sort of... Uh, trolls, online trolls, mm. keyboard warriors. Yes. Um, you, you know, you can do a really good interview and one that you're really happy with. I can remember doing one with the Black Keys and um, they 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 just come off the plane. They were really jet lagged. So it sort of took them a while to warm up. But actually at the end, I thought, God, you know, I really enjoyed that. It was a really good interview. Mm. And the... Um, the PR lady phoned me up and said, and this never happened, she said, I just wanted to say that uh, the boys were in a really bad mood when I brought them in, but they loved the interview. They had so much fun and it was great. That's so good. No. And because oh, then no? they put it on YouTube and then you look at the comments and oh, man, they were just, everyone hates me. And like, I get so much grief. And um, well, but, oh, gee, but thinking back, I think we actually talked about uh, keyboard warriors and trolls. So maybe that kind you of fed them a yeah, bit, you and then fed they, yeah, them. yeah. Because I've had all sorts. I've had like, um, I hope your dog dies. Oh just God. stuff that you go. Why would you say? Like, I don't know why you would say that. Um, so yeah, I think you know that that kind of uh, weird, weird bullying and unnecessary nastiness mm. has uh, you know still very much yeah. just there. But. Um, like I say, I think everybody can relate to either having been bullied, whether that's online in real life, and certainly having had a boss that's uh, yeah. a bit of an asshole. Yeah. So I think I would kind of hopefully speak for everyone with that one. Yeah, and I think like, uh, <laughs> no, no, I think you're right. And, uh, and hopefully if someone's listening to this and they actually feel like they're going through a similar thing to what Sarah went through, yeah. then hopefully this could be a message to you to, you know, speak out. Yeah. And, or, or, you know, take the day off to go and speak to someone. Absolutely. Or, or get some help and, and 100%. get yourself out of that situation. My DMs are open on Twitter. Oh, no dick pics. So you're a nice person. <laughs> oh, my God. And just like that. Who's unprofessional? <laughs> Who's Kyle Leach? What's the point? Kyle Leach. Wow, Sarah, if I told you. <laughs> You'd have to kill me. Okay. Um, I'm <laughs> making a documentary about gut barging. Gut barging. Oh my god, it's it's the strangest thing, and I'll tell you about it after. Great, I, I can't, can't wait. believe my phone went off. No, it's fine. That don't was worry. A lovely moment. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Keep it in. Yeah. Keep yeah, it oh, in. Yeah, okay, well, thank you very much, Sarah. Your old boss is going to be your third choice. <sighs> Ugh, it makes me shudder. Me too. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Yeah, do you know what? These are the two that I sort of struggled with quite a bit. Really? Um, okay. Food-wise, there are certain foods that I kind of object to. Hmm. So um, foie gras, for instance, just basic... Oh, feeding the birds up. No. Yeah, but like uh, basically torturing... torturing an animal on a daily basis so they have a really fatty liver so that when you're in a posh restaurant you can go, well, I love the foie gras. Oh, I mean, it's really? just so awful. Oh, and, okay. and for that reason, I've never had foie gras so I felt a bit of a cheat putting that in. Mm. Um, the, what I have had, which is sort of on a similar vein, well, snails. Snails. So, one new year, years and years ago, I was in quite a posh restaurant with my boyfriend at the time and we were, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure that it was a very impressive place etc and the um, woman next to us ordered snails and they smelt amazing because they smelt really garlicky really buttery and oh delicious so I thought yeah well try something new I'll I'll have the snails please Mm. and they were disgusting (laughs) I mean they were exactly like what you would expect snails to be who looked at a snail and thought "Mm, Mm. (laughs) yummo and the thing for me is that if you have to smother a food in mm. some other stuff, no, a lot of other stuff, yeah. to make it edible. You probably shouldn't be eating it. In the it's first true. Place. It's true. A few questions. Go on. Me- yeah. Like if you start to feel sick, I'm, mm. I'll stop. What happens to them? Are they like so? They obviously they're fried with this garlic butter. Do, mm. do they still look kind of like a snail? I think I've tried to block it out. I can't oh, really remember. Can, no, I, no. I, I remember the taste. I, I, well, it's not even the taste because the, the taste of the garlic and the butter. Oh yeah. The texture is pure. Oh god! It's, um, I'm sorry. It's, no, <laughs> it's like doing a bush tiger trial. It's um like fatty gristle. Oh, oh my god! It's like fatty gristle. That's so gross. And sort of f- further on in the evening, I can remember after having had a few drinks, I would think back to how disgusting it was and be a little bit sick in my mouth. Oh, oh my god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I've always thought that's a classy thing, right? Because mm. you know you're in a fancy restaurant. If sure. you see it on the menu, I've never had the. I've never had the, I don't know why I'm using this word, I've never had the guts to order it, but now maybe I won't. I wouldn't recommend it. Oh my God. I really wouldn't. Hey, snails, gross. Um, anything else on snails before we... Just just leave them be. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, just leave them to, right. you know, their um, little shells. Leave so, them alone. So food choice could possibly be animal choice as well. Food choice is going to be snails. And what's going to be your drink choice? Drink choice. I think you have to go with the drink that has made you mm. <laughs> really ill. Mm. And generally that's alcohol and generally that's, uh, yeah. So actually... This is a relatively recent memory. I mean, I could I could obviously go back to sort of when I was fifteen and talk about I don't know diamond white or something mm. cider. Mm. But um, uh, on this occasion, a few years ago, uh, it was a friend of mine's birthday, and we went to a nightclub in Milton Keynes called Pink Punters. It's a gay club. It's loads of fun, mm. and I ordered a desperado. Fun, because I thought. 
It was just beer. Okay. Turns out... It's tequila, isn't it? It's tequila. (laughs) Which doesn't always make you happy. It goes one of two ways, in my experience. And uh, so I'm necking these desperados like they're just regular beers. And the next day... Oh, Oh my God. I've never felt that bad. Just just ever. Really? It was atrocious. Mm. Like, I just... I, I mean, I think I was kind of praying to the porcelain bowl on my mm. knees for a good sort of, uh, for hours. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was just nonstop. And I thought, I'm just going to empty. I'll just be... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, How is there any more? To I, ca- I, oh, God. I, I, I Dreadful. Don't. So I've had uh, I've had one Desperado, right? Mm-hmm. With like a lime, Maybe enough. two, yeah. But never gotten drunk on Desperado, <laughs> which I imagine, because they're like, Quite high percentage, right, for a beer. Yeah. Like six point something. And I 7%. think there is, there's a certain tequila that you can drink that doesn't give you a hangover. And it's a yes. really good tequila, right? Yes. But I'm imagining the stuff they put in Desperado. I'm imagining it's the cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. got a lot of that to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you're probably right. So it's um, that. Desperados. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, should I. A crash movie on this desert island. I open the cargo hold. I'll be like, Sarah, don't worry, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just drink my way through them. Um, but this is your island. And yeah. uh, and Desperados, yeah. I mean, no beer hangover is good, but when it's got tequila in it, it's, it's going to be yeah. evil. Okay. <laughs> Desperados <laughs> are going to be a drink choice. Thank you very much, Sarah. Fortunately, you won't be about entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work. But just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? So least favourite film was quite easy. You just you didn't have to think about it. It just came straight away. It came straight away. Yeah. And it's The Human Centipede. Yes. Oh, my God. Who... <laughs> In God's name, <laughs> came up with that as a concept. And should they be in prison? <laughs> they probably should. I'm thinking probably. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for anyone who isn't familiar with the concept of uh, the human centipede, it is the story of a German surgeon who kidnaps three tourists because it is his fantasy to join them surgically by their gastric systems. Now, just to be clear, this is what we're talking about. Again, if you're eating, I apologise. Can't wait for you to say this. <laughs> He joins the three of them, mouth to anus, open mouth to bumhole. Okay, I'll level with you. I've never seen the whole thing because I've seen snippets, and uh, that was kind of enough for me. I think I, I saw it up to the point where he uh, was sewing the legs off um, from the knee, and I just thought, I'm not. I mean, <clears throat> it's so. My friend made me watch the making of the Human Centipede Three, which uh, where they join a prison full of people oh together to form this massive oh, that's Human ridiculous. Centipede. Um, can you imagine, as an actor, you know you're delighted when you get a role. So imagine phoning your mum and dad and going, "Guess what? I got the part." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "What's the part? I'm prisoner number seventy-three on the Human Centipede. Oh I have God. prosthetics connecting me to prisoner number seventy-four's asshole." <laughs> oh my God! 
Oh my god! It's just you've got such a unique perspective being an actor yourself. You must like, <laughs> like imagine that. But also, imagine that. your agent calls you and you're like, uh, "So Sarah, <laughs> I've got a part for you to go and mm. audition for." You would turn around and, and think you're fired, right? Surely, <laughs> if that's what you think of me. A lot of actors need. You've got to. You've got to do the work. You've just got to. Maybe yeah. if I'm in the middle, no one will know it's me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what I'd be thinking to myself. I really need the money. Um, so, have you seen it? Have you seen any bits? Of the human centipede? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I'm mm, really sort. not good with um, anything. I, it, do you know what? Growing up, I used to love horror films. Like, mm. We used to watch things like, um, this is very 80s, so far too, you're far too young, but um, Creep Show and things like that. Right. Um, and they were kind of almost sort of quite funny as well as being scary. Okay, yeah. And actually, when I told my nephew, who was 15 at the time about the human centipede he laughed so hard because he just thought that's hilarious yeah. right and I guess it is but it's just so sick as well and I'm not very good on anything where there's kind of torture mm. involved I remember having a panic attack watching Hostel because at the end I was like there's got to be there's got to be some kind of redemption there's got to be like there's got to be some form of yes. happy ending yes. no 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 oh, they're just no. a with their okay. eyeball hanging out on a cheek oh, no. it's just horrible <laughs> so yeah. it's not lend- it's not in Enhancing my life in any way. Like, mm. I feel like entertainment generally should come away yeah, <laughs> feeling should. a bit better. Yeah. And the thing about horror, you know, um, if it makes you jump and, and that's great and it's kind of an adrenaline rush, that's yeah. why you enjoy it, right? Yeah. But just to sit there and like watch, watch someone, something unfold like that, it's yeah. just grim. Um, so, yeah, there needs to be a level of enjoyment, right? And I don't think with that there is... And I can tell you, because I've seen it, and I'll tell you the scenario, <laughs> which you might find funny. Quite early on in my relationship with my now wife... Oh, no, um, it yeah. wasn't the first date <laughs> yeah, or something, no, was it? No, close. <laughs> so, uh, me and my wife, we really like Brighton. Brighton is where we went on our first trip away together, so we visited a few times. And I think maybe it was the second time that we went, and it was really rainy. So we were like, OK, there's plenty to do. Let's have a look. And there was some cinema that my wife had found and she was like oh we should go to this cinema it sounds really cool it's like a really old cinema and like you can buy a, it's got a bar in there you can hang around and have a drink I was like oh this sounds cool what's on and she was like oh there's only one thing on and I was like what is it and she was like it's the human centipede <laughs> Right. It sounds so, like it could be quite nice. It sounds like it could well, be the hungry cat. Yeah, or something, nice. I know. And so uh, our relationship's still kind of new and like fresh. And also, she's like, I like a horror film. No, I'm not into them at all. I, right. I, I'm very jumpy. I don't like watching those things. And we're in there and we bought a couple of drinks and we sat there with loads of people around. This film starts. All of a sudden, I realised this is going pretty badly, right? It's and it's just spectacularly like, it's dark. The, yeah, really dark. And I'm just sat there and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching this in a room full of people. And at the scene where they reveal the people connected mouth to anus, I look over at my wife and she looks over at me with the kind of look that's like, I'm not into this. Like, please don't think this is me. And afterwards, we had to have the conversation that was aside. Like, it's like, is this what you're into? And she's like, no, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. <laughs> Luckily, it all worked out. As I mentioned many times, we are now married, so it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, imagine that. But like the gasp in the room yeah. when the reveal of the centipede. Mm. Unbelievable. And I mean, like I say, I haven't seen the whole film, mm. so I think it would be a spoiler. But it doesn't end well. Does it? Oh, it doesn't no, end it well doesn't for end, anybody. It doesn't end well. <laughs> Badly. Well, you could imagine that you 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 like to think the reveal is the end, right? But then it continues, and 
They're just oh. not doing well because they're you're not, not meant to well. just eat someone else's shit. <laughs> shit the whole time. Sarah, I did not know that this was going to go like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's dear! Dreadful, isn't it? Oh. I, can't, I, I never thought I never thought we'd have a conversation like this. <laughs> it's amazing, and now loads of other people are going to hear it as well. <laughs> oh, this is great! If, if you're a fan of Absolute and you've heard Sarah talking on there, you would never have heard her say some of this stuff. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, Human Centipede. Mm. It's going to be a film choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I did, uh, my second choice would have mm. been River Dance. <laughs> That's so good. Because <laughs> the idea of Michael Flatley just watching himself oh, 24-7. You'd have to watch it with him, imagine. <laughs> oh, God, that's so good. The, the <laughs> river dance is up there with Human Centipede for you. <laughs> <laughs> on the bar. That's oh, amazing. Dear. Did you see that, that he has a show on? Flatley's got a show on in, in West End right now. Oh, no. I thought that he? might be what you were going to say. But oh, no, he's no. got a show on. Anyway, I don't think he's in it. <laughs> But there we go, Human Centipede and maybe Riverdance. Uh, what's going to be your song choice? Oh, this is the one that I struggled with the most. Ah. I genuinely really struggled because I mm. think even the worst song, like the worst pop song or whatever, I kind of, I really can't abide musical snobbery. So if someone's like, oh, I can't believe you, like, whoever mm. it is, I don't I think if a song kind of lifts you or moves you in some way, that's the way. So it's all deeply personal. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I think if you insult somebody's musical choice or musical, you know, their favourite band or whatever, it's like you're insulting them personally. People take it very oh personally. Yeah, yeah, you're best off keeping it to yourself. <laughs> and Having <even>, said that. <laughs> and even through what I would deem to be musical torture, and by that I mean when I was a little kid, if I didn't eat all my food, if I didn't clear my plate, my dad would threaten to play Bad Girls by Donna Summer because as a sort of three or four year old the idea of being called a bad girl and then a song coming on was so traumatic but since then I've worked on uh, Magic Soul for instance and we, uh, and, or uh, the 70s station uh, on Absolute Radio and we played Donna Summer's Bad Girls and actually it's great it's a great disco okay. song so I've kind of made my peace with it right yeah um, the actual song that I'm going to go with it it's not really even the whole song it's just part of the song mm. is linked quite closely to someone who I almost put into the island okay. as one of the dicks. Okay. So it's simply red. Yeah. Uh, the person is Mick Hucknall. Yeah. Who. <laughs> Let's not forget, famously has set, quoted, you know, been quoted as saying he's slept with thousands of women. Mm. At one point, I think he said he was sleeping with at least three women a day, three different women a day. Mm. How do you even do that? I mean, it's just a, uh, it's yeah. just a lot. The, the it's a lot. Um, <laughs> and against that backdrop, it's literally this part of this song. I love you. So she says, I love you. That's quite nice. It genuinely makes my flesh crawl. That's, that is creepy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just that one bit. Just that one bit on repeat. Do you know what, right? <laughs> For the rest of your life. That is awful. Show me. Show me. Just like, <laughs> by accident, you put it on. Sarah, the listeners won't be able to 
have seen you, obviously, but you went very serious looking just before you said that. <laughs> you meant that. I really You did. It. You really meant that. It um, genuinely makes my flesh crawl. Oh, another one. Like, he's up there with flatly level... Is it narcissism? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, interesting. What, mm. what a strange character as well. Do you want it one more time? Here we go. I love you. And where, where is he when he's doing this bit? Look. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, no, make it stop. I can't make it stop there. That's great. Oh, my God. That is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. Mm. I mean, just, I don't know if it's been as bad on the island just to hear Mick Hucknell saying, show me over and over again <laughs> for the rest of your days. What a great choice. Thanks. Uh, okay, anything else on that song before we put no, it on the island? I right, think we should move right on. on there. Thank you very much. And finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? And I know you're an animal lover. I'm such an animal lover. Mm. Such an animal lover. Difficult. I can't, I mean, some of them are dicks though. Yeah, like, um, So I live, um, I live on uh, the Grand Union Canal and geese can be dicks. Yes. Geese can be real, like, real dicks. Yes, like, real be- bullying kind of... So I'll walk... I quite often walk my dogs and along the, uh, along the canal, along mm. the water there. Mm. And if I see geese, I will, I, will st- I will stop and turn around because they just do that kind of... <laughs> Kissing oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two that I swear have mugged people as they walk past. So <laughs> yeah, geese can yeah. be dicks, but um, mm. I'm not going to go with geese. I'm going to go with flies. Flies, yes. It's a great choice. What do they do? No. Well, do you know what? I'll tell you what they do, oh, yeah, thanks to a really graphic poster that was uh, up in my biology class at school. And I think a lot of people probably had this poster or have seen this poster. Mm. It said something along the lines of it. It was a sort of really like, close-up of a, of a fly mm. you with know, this big bulging oh, eyes. Yeah, and it, yeah. said, um, it said something along the lines of, when a fly lands on your food, it vomits, stamps all the vomit in, <laughs> sucks it back up, and then leaves a bit of shit as it goes. And I mean, it, didn't, it said excrement, I think. Yeah. But, um, and 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 then and then, you know the the uh, the, uh, the 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 thing that made you go what was that it said and now it's your turn to eat it. Oh no! Because if you Did it? because In the children's it's classroom. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, that's that's what a fly is doing when it lands. On a piece of food. So actually, the thing is, as a child as well, you don't have much control over these things, right? So like a fly is landing on your food, and you sat there and you're like, "Fuck!" I'm like seven. What do I do? I guess we're in secondary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Even at thirteen, I would have thought, "Mom, mom, there's a fly on my food." She'd be like, "Shut there's up!" There's a fly it, shitting yeah, on my I food. I know. Vomiting, stamping oh it God. in. That's gross. It's really gross, isn't it? It's really grim. I can't remember. Make quite a lot of noise, don't they? Like I remember being in, in the in, in the desert in Egypt. It should have been really beautiful, mm. but because of all the flies, all you just hear is this constant. Zzz, and it's quite torturous. Actually, like you know, other flying things, like a bee, for example, has a purpose. bees are useful. Yeah, love bees. What, what's a fly doing? Yeah, what's that? What's that adding? A fly to the world? is vomiting your food, <laughs> stamping, stamping it, in, eating it, and then eating it. <laughs> 
That's what oh it's doing. Oh, my God. So even on the island, right, if you manage to catch a fish and, and you're cooking it, if it's covered in flies, then they're just going to be eating and shitting all over the food. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, James, I feel like I've sworn quite a lot in this podcast, yeah, but I it's know. so freeing because yes. normally, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're allowed you're to. I do you have quite a potty want. mouth. No, yeah, you do. <laughs> I think people that listen to you regularly on Absolute Radio are going to be surprised. I'm I know, actually quite I'm I don't sorry. know if I've ever heard you swear Are you going to beep any of this out? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in there. Um, well, this has been amazing. Oh, thank thanks. you so much, Sarah. I've really enjoyed it. I'm glad we could finally make this Sorry happen. Sorry if I've offended people. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Uh, Sarah, if people want to hear more from you, and this is the first time they've heard you, where where, where can they hear you? Oh, um, so I do shows on Absolute Radio, on Absolute 80s, Magic Soul. I mean, I'm just going to be on your radio at some point. <laughs> uh, but certainly, Absolute 80s, I do 10am to 1pm every day, weekdays, and then weekends, I'm on Absolute Radio. Uh, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Mm, nice. And if people want to find you um, on social media, etc., where can they find you? Oh, okay. So uh, Twitter is at Sarah Champion. Instagram is at Sarah Jane Champion with a Y because I'd missed out on getting Sarah Champion. I think there's a video of me doing a really uh, doing a shudder to Mick Hucknall from Simply Red. Something got me started on there. Is there? Is there actually? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's did, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I urge everyone to go and check that out. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Cheers.